My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. You do not even know. Okay? You don't even know. (laughs) You don't even know how amazing this episode is. Oh my gosh. Am I so excited to share this with you. I haven't been this pumped for an episode in a long time. And you guys know I love everybody I bring on my podcasts. So that is saying a lot. Today's episode is going to be big. In this episode of the Badass Business Podcast, I'm interviewing my amazing dear friend, Olivia Celine. Olivia is, holy shit, she is just so cool. If you do not know her, you need to go find her. She is a life and business coach and the co-host of the Soul in the Raw podcast. She's also got some really cool stuff coming up that she talks about in this episode. And she dives into so much realness in this next hour. We talk about sex and intimacy and romance and self-pleasure and love and how that all affects your business. I can't even put into words just how breathtaking this beautiful conversation was, so I'm not going to try to do it up or make it fancy. Just stick around, enjoy, take some notes if you need to. (laughs) I love you guys. Enjoy it. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Eliz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. This episode of the Badass Business Podcast is sponsored by 30 Days to Launch Your Biz. So a lot of girls out there, I think one of the biggest struggles they face is they want to grow a business, they want to make a massive impact, they want to change lives, but they don't really know where to start. So the 30 Days to Launch Your Biz program is exactly that. It's a 30-day journey for any entrepreneur who wants to make money in her business. I always get asked this question, Lauren, if I have a business already and I'm just not making money, Is this a good program for me? Hell yeah, girl. 30 Days to Launch Your Biz is a start-to-finish program that teaches you everything about setting up a foundation for a six-figure business. I teach you how to build a website. I teach you how to create an email list. I walk you through the process of identifying your brand and narrowing down your ideal client. If you're out there and you haven't created the financial revenue that you crave, All you have to do is go to badassbusinessbabe.com and go click courses and come join us in the 30 Days to Launch Your Biz program. 
this is a done for you course. So what this means is you don't need to pick a date on your calendar to start and you don't need to schedule group coaching calls and making sure it fits in your calendar. Everything is recorded. You can go step by step as you please. There are printouts along the way to make the process easy and seamless. And everything is something that you have lifetime access to. So you don't need to feel like you have to rush through a course to get the most out of it. All right, guys. I hope to see you there. And I hope to see you join the Badass Business Babes Facebook group. If you haven't joined our community yet, Badass Business Babes, you can just go ahead and search that on Facebook. It's a free group where all our entrepreneurs hang out to get the support they crave in their business. Okay, enough of that. Let's get to the good stuff. Enjoy this episode. We're going to press record here and we're going to okay. jam out. What do you mean when you say you're living it and you're speaking it? Like what is going on in your life right now that's like so tied to feminine energy shifts and relationship stuff. Tell me all of the things. Yeah. So we're just going <laughs> to go right in. We're going all mm-hmm. in. Um, so yeah, I press so, record and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I dig it. That's how the almost 30 girls do it too. And I like that better. Cause there's no like, tell me your story from point A to point Z. I feel so honored that you just said that because they are my home girls. Like I have this mission I'm going to be on their episodes one day and it's going to make my dreams come true. So I feel truly honored that you brought them up. Shout out. Shout out. Hey girls, we're waiting for you. They're going to actually come on our podcast soon and they're coming to Austin in September and we're going to meet up with them for their big meetup. Jen and I are going to the one in New York. (gasps) Yeah. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. I could totally have them on your podcast and then be on their podcast. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So, oh, let's, yeah. so tell me, tell me, tell me what's going on. <laughs> okay. So for me specifically, um, femininity and sexuality and everything was something that I was super, I grew up in a super black and white, um, Christianity religion, like very much by the Bible, by the book, very intense. Um, and while I still, you know, Jesus is still my jam. I still am very much into the spirituality realm, but in a very different way in my own way. So I've had to Mm -hmm. redefine my beliefs around femininity and sexuality and um, being a sexual being and enjoying pleasure and receiving in the bedroom and all these things. So for me, I mean, I've been married for only seven years in January and we started our marriage and I was like, I don't want to say a prude, but I was very much like, you don't show (laughs) up to my skin. Like sex is just a thing that you do for your man. And like, you know, and that's it. And that's it. But like, yeah, cool. Then you're a good wife and that's all that you do. And for me, I've started recently um, really digging into what my own sexuality means and what it means to be a woman and what it means to be in my feminine power. And he is deployed right now. So he's gone for nine months. And so it's very interesting that I started to learn more about this. And then he left. <laughs> so, <I'm> like, <laughs> um, so he's gone for nine months. And so I am working with Aislinn, um, mm-hmm. who is very much all about like receiving and enjoying pleasure and luxury and creating it for yourself. So self-pleasure practice. And I had never experienced that because I thought it was from the devil. I was like, oh my God. Stop it. Are you serious? Yeah, I was terrified of it. And so she, we kind of ripped that open and she was like, I want you to, to go there. And I was like, okay. She's like, this is your next like key to abundance is you really owning your feminine energy. And like the best way to do that and really tap into it is through a self-pleasure practice. And so, um, what was it a week ago was like the first time I ever did that. And it was like the most empowering, vulnerable. I felt like I could take on the whole fucking world after I was done. I was like, hear me roar. Like I'm a woman, let's freaking do this. And I was on top of the world and talking to my husband about it, him being gone, 
he was like, wow, this is so cool to see you so vulnerable. I've never felt like closer to you, you experiencing that on your own. So. Wow. That is so cool. How, how old are you, Olivia? Like. Yeah. 27 in July. Wow. Okay. So to go 27 years of your life, never having experienced. Never. Holy cannoli. Like that is. Wow. So, okay. So self-pleasure relationships, love, sex. How is all of that connected to business? Oh girl, it is Tell me, tell me, tell all me. All connected and I know you're going to love this. So it really is true. I believe how we show up in sex, how we show up in the bedroom, how we show up in our marriage, how we show up in our relationships is how we show up in business. A lot of the times women are like, my my family and my relationship are my number one priority, but are they acting that out, you know? And it's a lot of times we put our business on the pedestal and our business becomes our number one priority and your marriage starts to fall apart and your family starts to fall apart and your kids never see you and all of these things are falling to the wayside because, oh, I just have to make money for all of this freedom, but you're not experiencing freedom in your everyday and your relationships are hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. And that's what I experienced in network marketing in my first few years of business. Um, I kept telling my husband like, Oh, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you, but I wasn't living it out And our words and the way that we show up and the action that we take have to be in alignment or something's going to feel off. So for me, I believe if I'm going to show up strongly in business, but my marriage is hanging on by a thread, there's a disconnect there. And there's an inauthentic vibe there because people are like, something doesn't feel right with you because my marriage is such a huge piece of me. And so that's why I do teach women. I mean, like we talked about when you came on our podcast, one of the first questions I ask is how is your sex life and how is your marriage? and How is your relationship? Because we can talk business strategy all day long, but if everything at home is falling apart, you're not going to be able to enjoy the success that you've been working so hard for in your business. And it's escapism too. Like if you look at it, like you're only trying to be successful so that you can feel happy, fulfilled, abundant, et cetera, but you should already feel those things in your relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think a lot of women are chasing that? Like a lot of women, I'm loving this conversation. I love that we just like ripped the bandaid off. We're like (laughs) self-pleasure question one, but like, do you, do you think this is something that so many women Do you see that often where women are trying to feel significant, but their relationships are at rock bottom? Oh, totally. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's a lie that we can tell ourselves like, oh, everything's fine. Or like you come out on social media and you're like, this is my husband and he's my best friend and I'm obsessed with him. But like you haven't had sex in months and you're not really speaking and you kind of just, you're on your phones at dinner and you're not making a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do, I think that then we, but we tell them. I'm doing this for you. So like, this has to be okay. And like you said, like, Oh, once I reach X in my business, then I'll scale back and I'll be able to put my family first again. But that's not how it works because more success, more money, more clients is just going to amplify whatever is already going on. So that's what I believe. hundred percent. So let's talk about, like, I feel really called to go into this direction of, of learning how to be whole first. Mm, Yeah so that you can show up strong in your relationship. Cause like you said, this, this experience that you had, you went to your husband and he was like, wow, I have even more respect for you. I feel so close to you. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Why is yeah. it important to be whole first? It's mm, a good question. Um, you know, I think that it's this, this myth for me at least that, you know, these two people come together and they become one and like one person constantly has to be in sacrifice to make the other person happy. And I think that that sets you up for failure. At least it did for us. Um, If I always rely on my husband to make me happy and he's always relying on me to make him happy, 
it's going to be exhausting. There's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of discouragement and it's setting the other person up for failure and therefore each other. And so for me, and what Joe and I have come to learn and, and come to agree on is that we have to focus on ourselves and our own dreams and our own purpose and where we're feeling called to be and who we're feeling called to be and like then have this common ground in the middle where we support each other in that. So for example, him getting back into the military, I, I don't necessarily love this lifestyle by any means, but this is his purpose and mm -hmm. he needs to live it out to be a whole man. This is where he feels called to be. He needs this. And therefore, as his wife, it's my duty to support him in that, just as I feel called to be a coach and help women in these areas. And yeah, that's scary a lot of the time for him being like, this is super inconsistent, right? And the whole building of businesses is terrifying. But he's like, this is where she feels called to be. So I'm going to support her in this. But this is incredibly eye-opening for me because like the way that you worded it literally just gave me goosebumps where it's like, mm. this is where he is the most... Um, empowered and the most yeah. manly mm -hmm. and I need to support him there. But what you didn't say was like, I need to sacrifice X, Y, and Z and bend mm -hmm. over backwards so that he can feel whole. You're already whole. Yep. He's already whole and you guys are together. Yep. Exactly. That's, that is, that is so strong. That's amazing. Yeah. How, because I, I know that because he travels and because he's mm -hmm. sort of not always at home in the center, but when he is how do you find juggling balance of business and relationship? How does that go for you guys? <laughs> it definitely has not always been perfect by any means. Um, and I think it's different for every relationship. I mean, we don't have children. So I think that throws a whole different wrench in, in everything. That's a whole different beast to slay. Um, for us, we just have three fur babies. So it's really just us focusing on each other and who's going to feed the cats and the dogs. <laughs> who's going to take turns there. Um, but for us, it's always been about just open and honest communication. And so if he's upset or if, if I'm doing something or if I'm on my phone all the time, I have given him permission to call me out on my shit. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. he'll say like, put your phone down. Like, can you please, this is how I'm feeling. And he doesn't love to talk about feelings, but he'll be like, this is starting to piss me off. Like, it's not like this, um, super sweet, sensitive, like, babe, I'm really feeling neglected. <laughs> that, it's like, I'm pissed let's, off. Let's sit down and have down. Exactly. So um, very open and honest communication. And I also am very clear, like when he's home, I only have certain business hours. And I know you and I talked about this before too, mm -hmm. where I had to start, like I have some nights of the week where I do have client calls if a client can only meet in the evenings, but I, for the most part, try to keep them during the day so that I can have a couple hours in the evening where he is my number one focus. And we're going to watch Netflix. We're going to cook dinner together. We're going to go on a walk or whatever it might be. And then the weekends, I really like 99% of the time keep those completely free and I just go with the flow with whatever he wants to do that weekend and whatever we want to do together. Mm -hmm. So I think business hours and being super intentional with my time is huge. And then just keeping open lines of communication open where I give him permission and I, I'm not allowed to get pissed about it. If he tells me I'm on my phone, I'm not allowed to give him sass back because I gave him permission. <laughs> yeah. I'm like vividly remembering a moment yeah. that we just had like three <laughs> nights ago where Matt was like, you asked for this, Lauren, because yeah. he was doing the same thing. Yeah. And then I was getting upset and he's like, this isn't right. Like you asked me to call you out on your shit and I'm calling you out. And now you're getting mad that I'm calling totally. you out. 150%. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm a, we're very sassy. So I'm like, excuse me, so sassy. you're not my dad. And he's like, excuse <laughs> me, you told me to call you out. I was like, okay, fine. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so feminine energy at home versus feminine mm. energy at business, right? Like being able to be that woman that supports your guy and, and lets him do his thing and honors your man mm. versus being a dominant empowered woman in your business. Oh. Mm. So let's talk about that. What is like the, what's the difference here? Should we not be dominant? Should we be able to be feminine in our businesses? What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> let's talk about it. Well, it's funny because I learned the very first time I ever learned about masculine and feminine energy was from you. And yeah. so it's really funny that now it's like you're interviewing now me. Now you today. teach me all the things, yeah, girl. Damn. Well, it's funny. When I started working with Aislinn, I realized that I was very much bring. I'm a very masculine being by nature. So you guys, if you're listening and you're like, oh, self-pleasure, oh my God, like I felt the same way. I was terrified. <laughs> I was like terrified of sex in general. Like I was the girl that was like, turn the lights off. Like, don't look at me. Like, let's get in, get out, get done. It's on my to-do list. We haven't had sex in a couple of days. Like it's a chore. Let's get it done. I was so far masculine. Like I was an overachiever type A. I still am. But I noticed that who I am in my business when I do that, and I am very masculine, I'm goals oriented and all of these things, I was bringing that home and then there was no polarity. Like Joe and I were butting heads because we were both trying to be in control. We were both trying to be the masculine energy because that's what I always saw growing up. That's what I thought, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was very ugly. There were many fights. There was a lot of like not understanding each other, not agreeing. There was very little chemistry. And so when I started working with Aislinn, I really realized that I needed to bring more of that feminine energy in. And it's okay to have feminine energy in business too. I think we have this idea that masculine equals success, like being goals oriented and hustling is success. And that's the only way to do it. But as I've learned, even from watching you and watching Aislinn and watching Bianca and watching all these gorgeous feminine women it's this, there's this, this equal part of hustle, but also flow. And there's the get shit done and there's the rest and there's the pleasure and there's the let's do this. Like there's such a fine, delicate dance between the two. And it's the same exact way in marriage. Like when he's gone, I have to step up and be a lot more masculine because I got to get shit done around the house. Like I have a family to run when he's gone, mm-hmm. but when he's home, if he isn't allowed to be the masculine one there and I'm not the queen and he's the king and I'm not giving him that space to be needed and empowered and um, I don't want to say in control because that can be very like negative connotation. But no, but I think it's it's kind of yeah, like, in, that in a leader, mm-hmm. like the leadership role of the house. There's a lot of women that don't know how to give that back to their spouse when they get back from deployment or they get back from time away and it leads to divorce. It leads to walking away because the man isn't needed. He's like, oh, she's so independent that I don't have a place to be. I don't have a place to exist. I don't have a role here. Does that make sense? Wow. No, that's so, that's so fascinating. And I even, I can almost think of like coaching agreements with, with clients and just being able to delegate and manage both of those energies because mm-hmm. as a coach, you want to be needed, but also at the same time, you need to have that person be independent and successful on their mm-hmm. own as well. And I think relationships yeah. are kind of very similar. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And we, it's just, it's part of it. And I, it's, we're all going to mess up at it. I mean, dear God, there are plenty of times where I catch myself now and I'm like, oh my God, like Olivia, slow your roll. Like you're being way too masculine here. You need to, you know, pull back a little bit because that's my natural state is the masculine. So it's Mm. taking this feminine stuff that I'm learning about the feminine energy and the ways to feel that more and like infusing that in and trying to find like a natural kind of harmony and balance between the two. It's not giving up all of your masculine because I think a lot of the times we get scared of that. We're like, Oh, I'm not allowed to be masculine now. Wait, I'm, you know, the divine feminine is rising and now I need to be super feminine. But 
like you taught me, if we're all in our feminine, we're just like in the clouds, la, 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 la. nothing's going to get done. So there is that balance. You need both. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, you know, one of the things I've noticed, Olivia, over the last probably couple of months is like you've mm-hmm. stepped into true openness and authenticity. Like you've mm-hmm. ripped off like hiding or playing small and stepped yeah. into a place where you're sharing a lot more. Like not many women would have the courage to talk about self-pleasure on a podcast. And oh, you're like, fuck it, we're going there. Like <laughs> how did that happen? How did you step into this space of honesty and openness about your life? Mm, it's such a, these are such deep, juicy questions. Mm. I feel like, you know, I always, the type A in me is like, can you just send me over the questions so I can like come up with my bullet points of answers? Do you know that? Okay. So I worked in television before I was a, uh, a coach and doing yeah. this. And in television, sometimes people would ask and be like, can I have the questions first? Like, you know, what's the girl's name from Full House? Um, DJ. Yes. DJ Tanner. We interviewed her and yeah. she was like, I want all the questions first. And we were like, no, we don't do that. So yeah. I'll let you know, we don't do that, girl. Does not happen. <laughs> we don't do that on our podcast either. People are like, can we have questions? And we're like, no, it's like a no. conversation. And you want it to be that authentic. It makes it so much better. Yeah, it does. Because then you're not getting the perfect answers that I would have planned for you. This is us having a conversation. I wish I was drinking wine, but I'm drinking coffee and water. But. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. Cheers. <laughs> okay, so how did I step into the authentic version. Um, oh damn. Well, okay. So like I said (laughs) in the beginning, um, you know, I have, I grew up in a household, freaking love my parents more than anything. Love them, love them, love them. But it was this very religious black and white conservative, like this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. And as the type A that I was, that was great. As a kid growing up, I was like, okay, I know to go here. I know to not go here. But as I've grown into my own woman, right? Being an adult and kind of finding my own beliefs and finding what feels right for me and finding alignment for myself. I have learned that some of the things I believe are a very strong point of view that not like my family wouldn't necessarily agree with, or, you know, my grandma's like, Oh my God, what is happening when you post that? It, she's on Facebook. She sees it. She's on everything. She's great. Love her. But you told me when I was on your podcast, you told me she like leaves little like Bible verses or she something. Does. And then she signs it Grandma M. And I'm like, hey, Grandma, I see you. Like, I know who this is. <laughs> but, um, so I just know that like for a long time, I was terrified to share anything that I had started to tap into because I was so afraid of what my family would think. And I didn't want to be judged and I didn't want to be exiled or anything like that. I had this terrible fear, but as I've grown up and as I've stepped out into, and as I've worked with coaches and as I've thought more about my ideal client, who is two steps behind me, I realized that even if I am rejected or even if my family doesn't agree, I'm still loved. It's going to be fine. People are going to figure out a way to meet me in the middle or love me, or I don't have to convince them of my beliefs. They don't have to convince me of theirs. And it's about my client. It's not about me. And if I hold back what I'm working through and I hold back what I believe to be true, she's ultimately missing out and she might stay stuck where I was two steps ago. So I almost am like, I always go back to thinking about her when I get in those moments of fear. And I'm like, how can I pave the path? How can I light the way and give her permission to step into who she is? And it takes me going before her and stepping into who I am and being out loud about it. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's that ability to just always reflect back to that imaginary girl, right? Like totally. who, who is that person who really needs mm-hmm. your help and love and support? Yeah. Yeah. 
So what do you think about, let's have a conversation. <laughs> Are you okay. ready for this? I'm like, let's talk about yeah. this. Okay. Let's talk about rejection and letting go of old social circles, because I know okay. that for me, I've had to do a lot of work around this and I'm pretty sure you have a little bit of a similar background too, where it's like you step into your shit and not everybody likes it and you have to make decisions about where you go moving forward. So what's happened in your entrepreneurship journey around social circles? Mm, I've been blocked more times than I can count. (laughs) Really? Oh, I didn't even know. I like leaders in the company that I looked up to and like, was there like mini me, like I was their mini version of them. And they used to tell me that. And then they, Wait, so give us a background. Cause not everybody knows you were in <clears throat> so, Beachbody first. Yes. So I was in Beachbody. I was in network marketing for three years. Friggin' loved it. Loved the product, loved the community, loved the income that I had built. Um, loved those Thursday paychecks that were residual at that point. Um, and it was amazing. It was great. And then all of a sudden, like three years in, I felt this weird, like kind of sick feeling in my stomach about something is off. Something doesn't feel right anymore. I was trying to show up and do the same things I've been doing for three years, showing up to my team calls, hosting sneak peeks, and something didn't feel right anymore. And I felt that inauthentic, like, Ooh, this feels icky to me when it was what I had been doing forever and loving it and thinking I was going to go to the grave with like team beach body coach, like on my gravestone. Like I literally thought that was going to happen. I bled blue, like sweat. Of- <laughs> yes. So I, nothing bad happened. Like people always think like some kind of crazy catastrophic event happened or someone hurt me or like I stopped making money. Like, no, I was making really freaking good money and it was awesome. And I had a really great team and I loved them. But something started to feel off. And I believe it was me being called into what I'm doing now and me stepping out first before a lot of people started to leave. And not a lot. I mean, I'd say some, it seemed like a lot, but I mean, there's like 500,000 coaches. So there's plenty more still going strong. Um, and so for me, I felt called out of it into the coaching that I'm doing now because I noticed that I felt so isolated in feeling icky and feeling like something was off. And every time I tried to talk to someone about it, it was like, Oh no, no, no. Like just keep going. Just keep going. Like just talk to more people and do more things. And just hustle through it. Like it's going to be fine. And I was like, this is, this doesn't feel good anymore. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling this, I know other people are feeling it too. And I really had wanted a safe space to explore what I was feeling. And it took Jen Casey looking me straight in the face on zoom and giving me permission to do the thing I knew I needed to do before I finally did it. And I was like, I'm doing that. Like I need to be that coach that gives people permission to think for themselves. So I was in Beachbody, loved it, stepped out of it. In no way, shape, or form is my job to convince people to do the same thing that I did. Every time I share my story, I preface it with, I work with Beachbody coaches who I help make even stronger Beachbody coaches and I help them do their business in a way that feels good for them. They hit success club. They make a lot of money. They do really great things, but in their own way. So I'm not saying you have to do what I did, but for me, when I left that circle, I immediately felt alone. Like granted, I had a really good friend do it with me. So we like teamed up and created our podcast and everything from there. But I have never felt so, I don't want to say betrayed, but um, like written off. Like I had like this like scarlet A on my chest and I was like out of the group that I had grown a part of for three years and did everything with the group of people that I could count on till I died. And all of a sudden now I didn't matter anymore to them. And at least that's how it felt. That was my perception. And so I noticed that as my voice became louder and as I became stronger in the teachings for think for yourself and do what feels good for you and 
don't let other people make decisions for you. And I was preaching that from the rooftops. I got blocked by a lot of people. And it, Crystal and I always laugh that we were like black, blacklisted in the Beachbody community. And people were like, don't take their course. Don't work with them because it was so giving people room to speak for themselves. And some of the, the leaders in that company didn't like that. So. so what's your response to that? To people who, I don't want to be like, Hey, so like, let's talk about people who shun other people, but like, why do you think that happens? Why is it that people, as you step out into your truth and you start to share, why is it that some people are so harsh and quick to judge or to block or to criticize or to comment negatively on? Why does that happen? I believe it's because I challenged their beliefs, you know, that that was the only way to be successful was to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep chipping away. And I said, hmm, sometimes, sure, that could be the reason for some people. But I think for other people, it's this was a chapter, this chapter is ending, and now what are you being called into next? And I challenged that belief, and it was this fear that I was giving other people permission to do the same thing and so cut her off so that my people can't see what she's talking about and I can keep them yeah. here Yeah, I have the control. It was that like clenching on so tight with their fists and they're like white knuckling everyone versus like I trust and opening up and I trust and I surrender that the right people that are supposed to stay with me in this company will stay with me. And those that are feeling called out will go do whatever's next for them. And I will support them in that. Yeah. You know, I think it's really interesting because there's this trend of network marketing, not students, but network marketing business women will go through that experience. And many of them often, I mean, you look at Lori Harder, right? Mm -hmm. You go off and you graduate and you do other big things. And the analogy is like network marketing is sometimes training wheels totally for the entrepreneur. And so not everybody, but a lot of people, right? So what is the difference for you having been on both sides, network marketing versus running your own business? Oof, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I credit everything to Beachbody in the beginning. I would not, I never like dreamed of being an entrepreneur ever. Um, my mom says it was in my blood because my dad's an entrepreneur, but um, I wanted to work for someone because I am a type A. I'm like, give me a to-do list. I'll freaking rock it. I work clock in nine to five and then I go home. Cool. But my lifestyle, Joe being military is much easier to create my own schedule. And I got called here and I know it was all working out exactly how it was meant to. So I got into network marketing because I wanted to get healthy. And so I was like, okay, cool. And then as I started to learn how to run a business and I started to realize how easy it was to share what I was passionate about and train other people to do the same, I became an entrepreneur. And it was network marketing is very, a very cool platform, I think, to start with um, and even end with if that's what you're feeling called to do. Cool. But it is, it's all kind of done for you. And then you get to take the system and you get to make your teeny tiny tweaks and put your own style into it. Take what feels good, throw out what doesn't, try something different. And then you have your perfect system. And I mean, nothing beats residual income where you get paid every week and you don't even really have to think about it or show up for it. It just happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But then entrepreneurship, on the other hand, like it's all kind of from scratch. And every single coach I know runs their business totally differently. There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. Um, You just kind of have to do it and find your sweet spot and find what works for you. And you have to continuously be growing, growing, growing your market and be really refining your ideal client. It's not about a numbers game where it's like, bring in everybody that you can and just sell them a pack and it's cool. It's 
I want to work with clients that I really jam with, that I feel this good energy with. And so it's constantly being super clear about who I want to call in versus network marketing. I pretty much helped anybody in that season. Right. And I think there's a lot of hustle that's involved with that, right? When you Mm. are taught in entrepreneurship, anybody, 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 you're like cold messaging, copying, pasting things, just trying to get everybody. Whereas I think now what I can see you creating is so authentic and so real and so from the heart. Yeah. Um, How do you feel connected to it differently compared to network marketing? Like how do I feel connected to my business now? Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the difference in how you show up now versus the old way of running a business? Yeah. um, Now it's my baby. It's my everything. Like it's not my everything. I mean, I would even say Joe, but then I was like, even Joe's not my everything because that's another thing I think in relationships. Like, he, I love him dearly. He's like my partner in crime, but he's not my everything. I have to find my own yeah. self. Like, right, yeah. I am my everything. So, um, God, the way I show up now. Well, I mean, I tried the same tactics when I left network marketing, like hustle, 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 monthly quotas, like setting n- numbers for myself that I had to hit or I wasn't worthy, like all of that kind of bullshit. Um, but as I've stepped more into my feminine, I'm realizing it's crazy that I can work less, but I can be more successful in every single way. Like mm. I've realized it's all about energy and it's all about how, how I feel when I show up and what my mindset is, what my intentions are and what I'm feeling called to do versus what I feel like I have to do or what I should do. Yeah. And it's just, I don't want to say effortless cause it takes effort but it's just so much easier now than it. I feel like before, like I said, that clenching, I was just like squeezing everything for what it was worth. And now I'm just much more in that, like trusting and surrendering and knowing that it's all working out exactly as it's meant to. Now, how do you teach someone to get there? Like you're in this space of true surrender and I'm sure you have so many clients who come to you, right? Who want success and they're controlling and they're stressing and they're micromanaging. And then you come in and you give them a self-pleasure assignment. (laughs) (laughs) We don't go there right away. We don't go there right away. I mean, my first time was like two weeks ago. Like I don't go right there and rip off the bandaid, but, um, you know, I think that for me, cause I do, I work primarily with type a entrepreneurs and I call them spiritually curious. Like they're not totally in the woo yet. They're not all like chakras and crystals and all of the things they're like, that freaks them. That freaks them out because they're like, Oh my God, it's the unknown. And I've been taught my whole life to hustle, hustle, hustle and work, work, work. And now you're telling me to like hold this crystal and like then set my intention and I'm going to be good. So I have to like ease them in. So I take them from, I say like point A to point B. And there's other people that are over here at point C, but they're not ready for that yet. They want just this middle ground. So I really start talking with them about the energy and about being an energetic match and what that means and really helping them realize that, you know, our, our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create what's going on around us because that's the energy, the vibe, the frequency that we're putting out. And God, this is like a whole hour long training. I normally do. So I'm trying to (laughs) condense it, but that really is the biggest part. I didn't realize when I was first starting to talk about this stuff, how many people didn't even know what being an energetic match meant. Um, and that I feel like is the juice. Like if you can combine that with like a little bit of your like hustle, get shit done vibe, and you can, you know, peel back on the hustle a little bit and then be a little bit more in the energetic match with a little bit of the hustle. You can get, you can do anything. 
Does that make sense? I feel like it's hard when I keep, I'm such a visual talker. I know, me too. Like I, you know that about me, right? Like Italian, yeah. like let's use our hands. We got yeah. this. <laughs> I don't even know if that answered the question. I'm a no, rambler. So I think it does. I love it. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is incredible. And I think too, like being an energetic match, like the first thing that came to my brain was like mm-hmm. bringing it back to the sex life. And like, if you totally. are in an energetic match in your relationship, the mm-hmm. something's off sort of idea, like it's not, you're not going to be able to attract a boatload of money if yep. you're unhappy outside of your business. Well, and I think too, like I'll even tell clients, like, especially with my type A babes and they're like, so in their head and I'm like, okay, go have sex, have an orgasm, like literally get the F out of your head and don't go into sex and be like, okay, I need to get out of my head, but just go. Here's the thing. I learned how to trust and surrender in sex, which I then put into business. Like I realized that's a great analogy. Yeah. When I was having sex, I was so focused on like, okay, what's for dinner? What's the thing? Like, you know, so in my head and I learned how to let go and I just had to start training myself. I had to literally would tell myself in my head mid sex, I'm like, let the F go Mm -hmm. surrender, let go, be here, be present, like feel this. What are you feeling? What's the sensation? What's going on? And bringing myself back to that present moment. And that helped me drop into my heart. That allowed me to feel, that allowed me to actually have the orgasm that I've been trying to have for years, but I was so much in my head, I couldn't let go enough. Wait, like, and, hold on. You you didn't have an orgasm for years? Well, I would say, like, not, like, the way that I think they're supposed like, to be. Supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would say, you know, and, okay, hopefully my husband never listens to this, but, you know, we're women. We can fake it if we need to, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We, it's... You know, it was on Parenthood. I don't know if you guys watched that show, but Adam no. found out Christina was faking it. <gasps> he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, but this is like a thing. Like, this is what women do because, we're like, oh my God, like, let's hurry up so I can go do X, Y, and Z because yep. I have this thing I have to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what we did, um, okay, so a couple of things to get there because now you're like, okay, well, I don't know how to get there. So, the book Slow Sex game changer. I got to read this. It's called slow sex. It's a black cover with pink writing. It's by Nicole something. Okay. Super good. Um, and it's all about the art and craft of the female orgasm because the truth of the matter is women, our bodies and our minds and that how we experience orgasm and pleasure is so different than men. Like it's pretty much guaranteed. You're going to have sex with a man and he's going to like bada bing, bada boom. He's done. Cool. Now I'm like, now we're done. But what changed our sex life forever, we're going there, is, because I do feel like this totally affected me in business and how I show up, is we started to focus primarily on me in sex, and we know he was going to get there, but watching me be fully immersed in it and watching me fully surrender turned him on, but also allowed me to be turned on. And then I was able to have the orgasm and then he was, and it was like this whole experience together. And I asked him actually today, I said, what was it that took us to that next level before you left? And he was like focusing on you hundred percent. Wow. See, I think some women would go, Oh, but that's selfish or, Oh, Hey, like I can't, I can't have all the attention. Like I'm supposed to be focused on him. Like that is something that I think only the woman can do, right? Like she has to be able to say, Nope, it's all about me and that's okay. Yep. Exactly. And it's not selfish. Like the, the crazy thing is, is most of the time, like he's totally turned on by that and he's all in because you being fully in that moment and you experiencing such insane pleasure is a major turn on. I would say, I don't, I don't want to say all men, but most men like Joe is like, that was entirely like a different story. Like it was just so different. And the, the book talks a lot about that too. Like women feel selfish, but if you 
if that means if you can experience pleasure every time you have sex, if that means to your man that you'll have more sex and better sex, <laughs> down. So, yeah, you're doing something right because he's like ready to go. Yeah. But did you guys have a conversation? Like, not to get like too invasive with you, but like, no. you have a conversation and we were like, hey, honey, like, look, I'm reading this book and you got to make me feel better more often. So we're going to focus on me now in the bedroom. Like, did he's you actually reading the book too? Stop it. Are you We're reading it together and we have conversations about it? Yeah. Oh so my God. God. Wait, I'm going to order two copies. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, and here's the thing. So like it's, it's this, and nothing is too invasive. Like ask me whatever you want, but we literally, we're actually starting a podcast when he gets back and we're going to talk more Are about it serious? together. Yeah. You're going to start a podcast with him? Yes. Yeah, going to be called married AF. Nobody steal that. I shouldn't have said oh that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, by the time this airs, it's going to be live and I'm going to be ripping it up like I'm gonna be oh my god that is amazing wait so let's talk about this bringing your husband on Mm -hmm. into your business into like you're gonna end up doing like relationship sex coaching maybe like yeah maybe 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 Maybe. I know we're planting little seeds I dig it okay wow okay so so how does that how does that go running a business and having your guy Mm -hmm. come in because I know Matt is in mine right like so I'm curious for you yeah for sure so I tried to get him to be a part of my business for years. I am like a super, (laughs) by nature, I'm very needy of like, oh my God, I'm just so obsessed with you. Like be in my presence all the time. Like, can we just do everything together? Like I would make him drive me. I would make him drive me to work some days if he was off. And he's like, why? Like when I worked a corporate career and he's like, why are you making me drive you to work? And I was like, because it's time together. Like just spend time together. So I dig it. But he it's not healthy basically for us to be like doing all of the things all of the time together. We are our own individual humans. We need our own passions, our own purpose, our own things. At least that's what we believe. Um, so for us, him coming in to work this with me, cause he would not work my last business with me will be, it's our project together. So he has his career. He's never going to come home from it. We tried that. It was miserable. He needs his, like, I feel fulfilled and I feel like I have purpose in this job as being a part of the army. And for me, I feel like my purpose is over here. So this is like, let's do something fun together where we can share what we've been learning. And he even said, like, I feel like we have so much value to add in this because we've been living it. I mean, we've been together for 10 years, married for, it'll be seven. So we've definitely messed up more times than I can count. We've definitely had fights. Um, we've had a really hard year every now and again, but we've come back stronger on the other side, even spending most of our time apart. So Yeah. That's kind of what I think, but I love that. I love that. And I think it's so important, right. To look at all of the obstacles that you face as like the growing moments, not the it's over moments. Like I was so guilty of that because of experiencing unhealthy relationships beforehand. You think like, Oh, this is a bad year. I'm done. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. Yep. Exactly. And I just think I mean, because I was talking to Aislinn about it and I was like, you know, do I start talking about this? Do I not? Like, I don't feel like I'm the expert by any means because I'm still living it. And I'm I'm not trying to tell you that I'm the expert in any of this. I mean, dear God, I had my first like self-pleasure practice a week ago. But (laughs) the truth of the matter is I'm living it and I'm committed to it and I'm working it and I'm seeing the results in it. I'm watching, like literally it's crazy. Like I had that experience and then I was like watching PayPal's come in, like invoices being paid and things happening. And I was like, oh my God, like if I'm experiencing pleasure and I'm letting go and I'm surrendering it's still, my business is still making money. I'm still generating. Things are still going well. And I had this like aha moment that I can unplug 
and I can take care of me and my business is still running. And it's almost like I have to take that time for me mm -hmm. and I have to surrender in order for the success to be sustainable. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah. so, it's so incredibly true. And I think that if you look at the whole entire point of a business is to experience what freedom, pleasure, joy, happiness, all of those things, being able to show up in that space already and then turning around and receiving more of your success. It's like, wait, those two things are actually connected. And well, I think it's the receiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that. I mean, if you can't even receive like pleasure, not even just sexually, but if you can't receive pleasure or you can't fully enjoy a moment or you can't receive a compliment or a gift or an orgasm or whatever it might be, how are you going to receive money or how are you going to receive clients? Like it's one and the same. Did you read the book Pussy? I have not yet. It's in my Amazon cart. Are you fucking I'm kidding not. me? Because yeah. you, you say things that, no, I'm so serious. Things yeah. come out of your mouth and I'm like, oh, she must have read that in pussy because it's it, everything you're saying is like in there, girl. It's mm -hmm. in there. And it's so cool because you already have that message inside of you, like naturally. Yeah. And I think too, like this other part of what you're talking about where you're like, well, I'm living it and then I'm teaching it. And I think that's such a valuable lesson for mm -hmm. every entrepreneur out there you don't have to arrive, right? Like you can right. teach exactly what you're going through right now to serve the greater good. Well, because look at us, like the things that we're teaching and that we're living, I mean, the woman that we're serving is two steps behind us. She doesn't want to get all the way to the arrived point. I mean, she would probably love to, but she just needs to get to where you are right now. And by the time she's to where I am, I'm going to be two more steps ahead and then she's going to go that distance. Mm -hmm. So I think if we're waiting to be the full on, I'm the end all be all. I know everything about this one subject. We're going to be dying before we even live out our purpose or share our message because it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. It's just not. I wish it was. So with all these taboo topics, right? Mm -hmm. Sex, yeah. talking about marriage. I mean, this is stuff. Oh my God. My family, you do not talk about your marriage problems. You do not talk about any of that stuff. So now that you're opening up and grandma is commenting on all of your things, how have, <laughs> let's talk about the grams. How did you learn to deal with like, okay, I'm going to share all my shit. And how did your family act? How did they respond? How are you handling it? And what's your advice to somebody out there who's going through that? That's a great question. Cause I even remember being in health and fitness and sharing before and afters and like getting shit at the dinner table from my brother-in-law or like getting deleted because I was showing too much skin or weird things like that. Mm. And I would say you just kind of, have, I mean, in all honesty, you just rip the bandit off and you just do the damn thing again, like get out of your head and focus on the client that you're trying to serve. And if she needs to see that side of you or she needs to hear that message, you need to share it whether or not you're going to be rejected or not. Like it, it, it might happen. I mean, I can only imagine what is talked about around the dinner table. Cause I live far away from them now being military, but I can only imagine what's happening. Like there's a lot of stuff we just don't talk about. I mean, my family's coming to visit next month and there's going to be things where I'm sure won't even come up because like they don't even want to go there with me. They're probably praying for me, which is great. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just started to share it. And I just, I mean, I, I know I dropped like the first F-bomb ever in a post and my mom was like, I can't believe your grandmother saw that. I'm like, well, she can delete me. Like, I am a grown ass woman and <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. Like we're all going to still be okay. Like if you think I'm going to hell because I said fuck and I'm having really great sex, like then I won't see you and I'm sorry, <laughs> sex, but I, you know what I mean? Like I don't believe that I'm going to hell because I'm saying fuck and I'm having great sex. Like in my prayer journal, I'm freaking dropping F-bombs and I'm talking to God about sex. Like 
it just, it, that is what feels in alignment for me. That is the God that I know. That is the love that I feel and know. And so if they want to think differently, like that's on them. And I can't take that on because it's exhausting and it's exhausting to filter yourself. And again, my client needs to hear it. Um, but I also think for me, like I'm, I know this will like air later, so I can say this because it'll already be announced, but I'm launching like a free group to talk all about these taboo topics. And you better believe Grams isn't allowed to be in there because <laughs> I don't need the judgment. Like I just, you can hide people from posts. You can create something secret. Um, until you're ready to talk about it out loud, but then freaking like be proud of it. This message is on your heart for a reason. It needs to be heard whether or not your grandma agrees. You know what I love so much about you, Olivia? You are like walking, talking, no shame allowed. Like you own your identity. You own who you are. You own your message. And that is such a beautiful model for women out there who are carrying so much shame around pleasure and joy and happiness in life. And you're just in your authentic space being you. I think it's incredible. Thank you so much. That means a lot because it's taken me time to be here. I mean, I was the rule follower. I mean, type A, like overachiever. I felt love based on how I performed and what I said and how I acted. And when you remove that pressure, life and business and relationships and everything just gets easier because you don't have to try to be anyone. You just get to be yourself. You get to make money being you. And that's a really freaking awesome gig. If I could say so myself. And I also think shame, I mean, Brene Brown talks about it. Shame can't exist if it's spoken out loud. If you bring the darkness into the light, it dissolves. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you're feeling shame about something, talk to someone about it. It doesn't have to be on social media like I do or in a live video to piss your grandma off. Maybe you're not there yet. But talk to a coach about it. Talk to a friend about it. Talk to your spouse about it and just start to like let it become easier and easier and easier. And then one day it might very well become your message because that's the story you've lived. I adore you on so many levels. Olivia, this was amazing. Uh, So for everybody out there who's really craving more from you, obviously, where can people come to follow you um, and get the most? Yeah, you can. Um, everything's kind of housed in my website, oliviaceline.com. Um, or I'm on Facebook, Olivia Celine. I am on Instagram, Olivia Celine. My podcast is called Soul in the Raw on iTunes and Stitcher, where I co-host with my friend Crystal. And yeah, there is, it's all unfiltered. It's all very just mm. take it or leave it. This is who I am. Love me or hate me. Um, and I'm going to love you too. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, Olivia. This was great. Thank you. Thanks. All right, so just for the record, if you're still listening to this episode, go check out Olivia. Go click the link in the show notes. She is amazing. She's awesome. I loved having her on this episode. And again, if you're still listening, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for trusting the Badass Business Babe podcast. I know I sometimes call it the Badass Business Babe podcast, even though it's just the Badass Business podcast, but seriously, babe, I love you guys so much, and this podcast is such a part of my heart because it's so connected to all of you. I really, really love just being able to hear from our audience and get that feedback about what episodes they love. So if you're in a place where you've been listening for a while, it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more we can be seen by other entrepreneurs online who really need that help growing their business. So go ahead and give us a review if you have some time. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and I'll see you guys on the next episode.